Hello and welcome to Arts Talk Radio. I'm Michael Hasted. We bring you interviews as well as news and reviews relating to all aspects of the arts in Holland, concentrating on events in Amsterdam, The Hague, Rotterdam and everything in between or nearby. Arts Talk Radio Online. Features on the arts in English. It's all about English theatre in the Netherlands this week. We'll be talking to two members of Strike Me Pink, a brand new English language theatre company in Amsterdam, who were just going into rehearsals for their first production. And we'll be talking to Miel van Tijligen of the Dutch National Theatre about English language drama in Holland. Unlike Strike Me Pink, the Queen's English Theatre Company is well established and you may well remember a couple of years ago we did a programme on their production of The 39 Steps. Well, that show is being reprised and I met up with the director and star of the show, Mark Winstanley, in a rather noisy cafe in Amsterdam and I was interested to know what's going to be different this time. Uh, well, we've got two new cast members. Um, it's an interesting show because we play about 140 characters with four people and two of us who do most of those characters, uh, Charlie Bird and myself, we're coming back to it. Uh, but we have two new, I suppose you call them the romantic leads, if you like. Hanny, who's the daring-do-dashing hero, uh, and he's going to be played by uh, Alex uh, Baggett. Um, and uh, Daniela Down is going to play the three female roles who are his love interest. I think last time Loveday Smith directed it and this time you're directing it, so is it going to be radically different or partially different or exactly the same? It isn't going to be radically different in terms of we're bringing back the set and most of the costume, although some things have to be remade for the new actors. Um, so from that sense, I think it will look the same, but whenever you revisit a production, you always want to refine a few things, tighten a few things up, or, or fix a few things that you think just could have worked a bit better. So I think the whole effect will be that it's pretty much the same show, but it'll be tight. And also what's exciting is that Alex Baggett, being somewhat younger than our last Hannah and rather a daring actor, is very keen to do lots of... Um, a bit like Daniel Craig, wants to do all his own stunts. So we're going to think of lots of ways to make that a bit more Because there are lots of stunts. There's swinging on the girders from the fourth bridge. There are. There's jumping there out are. trains. That's, that's right. And that's particularly one of the things that we're going to try and have him really, really sort of in mid-air um, suspended or climbing across things. But we've not worked that out yet because we don't go into rehearsal until November the 1st. So you'll be calling on Kirby's flying ballet? Do you know, we, 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 we can fly things at Sea Samsel, so we do fly a, li a little bit in that, in that show, but it would be really nice if we could just kind of fly something in that, that represents uh, the fourth bridge. But anyway, watch this space. So, uh, to, for those who don't know, this is the, the Patrick Barlow version. It is. Which is based on the Alfred Hitchcock film of... When John Buchan's novel. Of which year was... It's 1935. Right, 1935. Yeah. And it's all done very stylized. There are four actors, That's right. two stepladders, yeah. Uh, three packing chest cases, and that's about And I a think, lot of I hats. Think, I think there are five packing cases altogether, which we, we had, uh, had to have made specially because uh, ordinary ones wouldn't be quite strong enough for the stuff that we, that we do with them. But you're right, yeah, there's a lot of hats, there's lots of changing carriers, mostly 
for me and, and Charlie Bird, which we love. It's exhausting, but we love we love doing it. And sometimes it's just a scene where we play, you know, one tiny scene of two minutes. We play about five or six different characters between us, and it's yeah, it's literally swapping swapping hats mm. uh, in order to con- to convey that. But some other uh, changes are a little bit more more radical, and we do you know we change gender, age, uh, accent. Uh, all sorts of things to, to put those characters uh, and recreate those characters. So give me a couple of the characters that you play. Um, well, one of the ones that I have to admit, and I think Chad is a bit the same, we do quite enjoy the drag characters because it just is funny. It's intrinsically funny somehow to, to drag up. Does this involve skirts? It, it does. It, uh, I play Mrs. Ma- I play uh, Mrs. McGonagall, who runs a hotel, and uh, she and her husband are um, a little bit lascivious, <laughs> actually, the way that we play them. Um, but they're very delighted that Hannay and his supposed wife turn up at, at the hotel. And uh, our fantastic costume designers designed me this costume with sort of hanging boobs. Uh, and she even embroidered a cardigan with thistles to give it that Scottish. Because kind there of are flair. some in- incredible uh, quick changes, aren't there? I mean, the two, um, not detectives, the guys who are standing under the lamppost. Yeah. And there's, I remember when I, because we, we, we saw the original production, and yeah. there was one. A quick change on stage where he turns round, and as he turns round, he changes costume. Yeah, that's that's Mr. That's Mr. and Mrs. McGonagall, and the, and then the uh, sorry McGarrigal. I'm thinking McGonagall the part. McGarrigal, Mr. and Mrs. McGarrigal, uh, and we're playing the two heavies who've turned up to to look for Hannay and for Pamela, and we literally sort of like walk behind a flat and come out looking different as a different as a different character, and we just sort of shed a, an overcoat to become somebody else. It's very funny, and and people people uh, love it. And and, um, and we love doing it. And um, when's it running and where? It's running from the 24th until the 28th. We're doing seven shows uh, of November, 24th to 28th of November. And it's at our, ve- our home venue, I'm pleased to say that, the CC Amstel. Gorgeous theatre. You've seen it now. And uh, it's uh, it's a nice modern theatre, so technically we can do anything there. And you're now playing to full houses, no restrictions. And we'll be playing to, we can play to full houses uh, with the restriction of the corona check-up. So people will have to have the QR code that, like you have to have for pretty much everything but we had that for Talking Heads in August and I have to say that went very very smoothly it was no issue we paid a lot of attention to getting the team around it you know we had a big front of house team to make sure it ran smoothly but it, it ran fine and the theatre's spacious and well ventilated so if you know if you this was your first time going back to theatre then this is the place to go and do it okay thanks very much Mark Winstanley who is the star and the director of the 39 Steps Talk Magazine provides the perfect companion to Arts Talk Radio with reviews and previews in English of cultural events in Holland. Whatever your interest in the arts, our international team of writers will always provide something new and exciting to see online. That's Arts Talk Magazine, all one word, dot NL. Arts Talk Magazine, dot NL. Mark's Queen's English Theatre Company has been running for many years, but Strike Me Pink is brand new, and their first production opens in Amsterdam at the beginning of December. I met up with two members of the company in a slightly less noisy cafe in Delft. Hi, my name is Ralph Ramos. Hi, my name is Emilia Moscovich. And you are part of the Strike Me Pink Theatre Company. And I believe you've got a brand new production, which is called Peanut Pie. That is true. It's a very first production ever. And what's it about? A Peanut Pie um, tells the story of two men uh, in the late 1940s in London. And it's basically a story about 
love, um, loss, being yourself, and uh, a craving for peanut pie. <laughs> and I believe you are the manufacturer of this famous peanut pie. I am, yes. I am playing Anna, the wife of Stephen, and I make him lots of peanut pie. <laughs> so it's a story of a, a, a closet queer, is it? Married but a secret life, which I think was quite common in those days. True. it is uh, Indeed, it was rather common. Uh, it is about uh, Stephen, who's married to, to Anna Thomas's wife. I think has been known that he's a homosexual for a while and he well, sustains an affair with a man for quite some years already and is trying to come to terms with that and it's kind of torn between choosing either one his marriage and safety or his love for this man but also the dangers that come with that without doing any spoilers does the wife know he's a homosexual um i would say no no Otherwise, stuff would potentially get very, very complicated. So you're not trying to seduce him with the, with the peanut pie, trying to keep, keep him at home on the straight and narrow? Not consciously. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you wrote this play yourself? True. I, uh, I wrote it uh, during COVID. I had it in my uh, head for years, and it kind of you know, became more clear and clear in my head. And then uh, COVID hit, and I had a lot of time on my hands, <laughs> and I started writing, yeah. And um, where did the inspiration come from? Is it based on a true story or your own experiences or what? I think the inspiration came from a lot of different things. Um, an important one for me was, because uh, I have a background in psychiatry. I've been working in a psychiatric field. And I was rather um, intrigued by you know, the line between health and pathology and when do we decide when something is pathological, when is something unhealthy and whom decides that. So, uh, and then there was the topic of grief, that it's an important matter in this play. Because I think in those days homosexuality was considered to be a disease for which there were, was a cure. It's true. It's, besides the grief, of course, homosexuality is a big part in this play. And yeah, till 1973, if I'm not mistaken, it was uh, an illness in this diagnostic statistical manual. So um, yeah, it's, it's pretty weird. And um, what's your background? Yeah, I mean, what have you been doing before? <laughs> so I'm an actor. Um, I'm 22. I trained at, in London at drama school. And um, yeah, then COVID kind of pushed me back to Holland for the time being before I can make my way back to London again. And yeah, I'm just a working actor. And I was super excited when I saw, you know, the call for peanut pie. And I was like, this is perfect because it's English work, but in Holland. So it worked out kind of perfectly for me that way. And then I mean, there's quite an active um, English language theatre scene in, 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 in Holland in general. I mean, in The Hague, you've got Stet the English Theatre, which does very good things. And in Amsterdam, you've got Queen's English Theatre Company. So it's quite a healthy scene, isn't it? I mean, uh, as an actress, can, can you work full-time in English here? Probably, yes. I mean, I've only just started here, so I wouldn't really know, but I'm, I assume so, probably. But I do Dutch work as well while I'm here. But it was it was a funny kind of thing when peanut pie came by and it was kind of yeah. it was a really kind of one coincidence after the other and before I know it, I was I was. Here Did you know each other before? No, no. How, I mean, how many how many parts are there? How many characters in the, in the play? Wow, there are like thirteen characters, yeah. but we do it with ten actors. That's still quite a big company, ten. 
I know, it's, it's a bit, <laughs> especially the, for the first time around, and I'm producing most of the show myself as well, besides playing one of the main characters, so, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> and where, where, where's it on, where's it taking place? It is taking place at the NDSM Theatre, mm. which is, uh, well, you have the NDSM Drain in Amsterdam, and north, just across the, the river. And it's a brand new theatre, which opened during COVID time, so not a lot of action has taken place there. And I think we are the first theatre group that will be doing oh a show God. there. Yeah, so that's pretty exciting. <laughs> and how many shows does Strike Me Pink intend to do? Do you plan to do them regularly, or occasionally, or what? My intention would be to do three plays a year. Yes, We'll probably start up a bit slower, um, but I do have the second play already written. Um, but yeah, I, initially I want to do three plays a year. Are they all going to be original plays by you? I think some of them will be original and some of them will be adaptations of existing pieces. I mean, what, what have you done in the theatre before? Well, I've, I've studied mice in the theatre uh, acting in Holland and together with some alumni we did a lot of uh, classical repertoire. So Chekhov is one of my favourites, uh, Molière and Wilde. All fairly ambitious for a, a smallish company. <laughs> it is, yeah. It is. Uh, we took on a risk with that, yeah. I hope we did it somewhat justice. And where did you train in London? Um, I trained at Lambda and then I trained at ISSA. Yeah. Did you work in London at all? Well, so my graduation was around first lockdown, so it was all kind of online and it got all frazzled, but... I've been quite lucky because I've actually been working quite a lot since, you know, even regardless of COVID, which is really nice. And then, of course, Peanut Pie came by, which is just completely, I'm really excited. <laughs> okay, well, I think that will do. Peanut Pie opens when? December 4th, uh, Saturday at 8 o'clock at the NDSM Theatre Amsterdam. Great. Thanks very much indeed. Thank you. That was Rolf Ramers and Amelia Moscovich of Strike Me Pink Theatre Company, whose Peanut Pie opens at the beginning of December at the NDSM Theatre in Amsterdam. Arts Talk Radio Online. Features on the arts in English. Although there are plenty of small English-language theatre companies in Holland, there are relatively few plays in English presented in the mainstream theatre. A couple of years ago, I talked to somebody who knows all about that and the issues involved. My name is Miel van Teiling. I work as a programmer at, at Nationale Theater, also known as the National Theater, but then in The Hague. Um, I work as a programmer and I uh, work mainly at Theater Aanspuit. There are a lot of English speakers who love to go to the theater, but there's, there's always a problem here that it's in Dutch. And as you know, a lot of English speakers don't speak Dutch. And it's obviously unreasonable to expect the Dutch National Theater to present yeah. plays in, Engl in English. But I, I know that you are aware of this. We're very, we're very aware of this and we really are focusing in the in the future to um, uh, be accessible for a wider and well a broader audience so we're like developing new programs and also uh, thinking about how we can be more accessible for like an international audience and also for uh, people who don't speak Dutch because like I think like 90 to 95 percent of the uh, the theatre shows that we present and also create are like very text-based and that's also like yeah in yeah. Dutch I mean all theatre is, yeah. is text-based and as I said it's unreasonable to expect the Dutch, yeah. na Dutch National Theatre to, to perform in English yeah 
Well, that's correct, but we're thinking about like new new things to develop. There is a, a couple of shows that we present that are also like with surtitles, but we also present uh, uh, like international theater makers during the Explore Festival, which all uh, have like a different backgrounds and come from all over the world. So we have to like uh, uh, do surtitles and when we do surtitles we do it in English and also in in Dutch mm. to be to be honest we're like very aware that we that we're not like accessible to all of the Hague because we want to be a place where everyone in the Hague should come uh, so we're like uh, trying to develop new things and also like uh, work together with um, the KBK the Royal Academy of the Art to um, to uh, introduce the, the, the art students to what we're doing here and also like to um, invite them to programs that are like uh, language no problem. Because a, a lot of it, the program of, you, of, of the plays you put on are, are very international from all over. I noticed uh, last year, the year before you had The Father, yeah. which was French, which was a, a very, very big um, success, very popular and won a lot of awards in England. Yeah. And you do lots of things like that. Is there a general policy for the, for the National Theatre? I mean, you say you are are aware of the the, the the language issues yeah but do you have a policy for for plays in general uh, mainly we focus on the on, 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 on the Dutch theater makers but we're very pleased to have like a, such a strong partner instead the English theater who are like uh, one of our our, our, uh, our partners in presenting like non-dutch uh, theater performances uh, so we're very happy with that and we're trying to make our uh, our Dutch shows more accessible so that's something really for the for that's happening right now on a small scale but we want to do it on a, on a, on a bigger scale in, in the future but yeah we're trying to develop new things to, to, to uh, work on our accessibility But do you ever put on um, English plays in the English language? Only uh, in, in, in co-production with Stet. We really focus on, on, on the Dutch theatre makers and uh, theatre companies to like program internationally is also very expensive so we, we we're trying to like do put the focus on the connections we already have in the Netherlands and see how we can make these make make these performances like very accessible and maybe in the future we will think about programming internationally but no I mean theatre is very international so I think it is it's always important that, uh, that any any country should be aware of what's happening elsewhere and shouldn't be too insure yeah um, we are aware that there is, is, is a lot going on in international, uh, well, uh, performance arts, um, and also yeah, The Hague is a international city for all, with all the embass embassies and also uh, a, a very large uh, group of expats in the city, and so many international, uh, so many internationals here in the city, people from different countries. We're very aware of that, and we're like focusing on, and we're thinking about how to, yeah, cre create new programs and create like uh, possibilities to be more accessible in the future for people who don't speak Dutch. That was Miel van Tuyligen of the Dutch National Theatre. Well, I'm afraid we've come to the end of another edition of Arts Talk Radio. We'll be back in a week or so with some more interesting people to talk to. And in the meantime, if you have any comments we'd like to hear from you, please leave them in the comments box below. My name is Michael Hasted, and so until the next time, it's goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>